Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. Eat your vitamins, say your prayers, and stick it straight up all your candy asses! And you never let The Rock make his pancakes, did you? You wanted The Rock to make chocolate chip cookies, blueberry muffins, but never pancakes. Go get me a cheeseburger. Go get The Rock a cheeseburger. No ketchup. You mind uh, giving a little blow just one time for The Rock? The Rock, ask you something. You ready to go out there and whoop some ass? Ready to go out there and whoop candy ass? Let's get ready to podcast! Hangsy, Hangsy, Rock Bottom is a podcast with two different best friends, but Tom Hangsy to hang on. You're about to be chokeslammed by Dwayne The Rock Johnson! I'm Sam Siegel and I can smell the rock is cooking. Gunpowder grits. Oh! And I am Cobra Commander. I am Luke Patrick this week. Oh! Uh, uh, well, uh, uh, Ten Hut, sir, I'm yep. saluting. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I am on a mission to control all of it, as described by the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of it? Just all of it. I don't know what it is, but I want all of it. Uh, would you say that you want it all? And do you just play that song, I Want It All? Yeah, kind of on yeah. repeat. Uh, mm. It drives the grunts crazy, but they can't say anything because I am Cobra Commander. I imagine that's the only thing going on in your helmet is that song, <laughs> I Want It All. And you're just like vibing every minute of every day, just like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. Getting it's, it, getting it. It's exactly like a baby driver situation, except it's one song mm-hmm. continuously. Yep. Yeah. You're, uh, I think it's called Manifesting. Mm, yeah, I am finding my truth. I'm projecting it onto the universe. I'm, I'm yes. manifesting my destiny. There um, you go. Which is actually manifesting destiny is very much a different thing, I think, than manifesting. Uh, but Yeah, I think so. It, it is sort of a colonialist attitude toward the Western United States. You know what? Hey, let's talk <laughs> about this week's movie, which was, of course, 2013's G.I. Joe retaliation mm, meaty a lot of meat yes. on these bones yes 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 so luke i need to know how was the watch of yours um hmm pretty despondent mm. Ooh. if i had to be honest with you and yeah. i do according to our bylaws i have to be completely honest um didn't want to boot it up just didn't want to spend an hour and 45 minutes uh, with G.I. Joe, based largely on the fact, Sam, that you and I have seen the first G.I. Joe movie. So I would like to correct the record here, because yeah. 
I I've gone on record on on this podcast as telling you that we have not seen this movie and we saw the other one, Rise of Cobra. Yeah. And Luke, I'm here to tell you, no, this is the one we saw. I don't think that's true. Or does that mean that I've also seen G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra? (laughs) You may have seen Rise of Cobra, but I know I saw this movie. Okay, well, I guess I just blacked out uh, during the course of the film because I have no record. This was all fresh to me, my man. Because I remember the trailers for this one. Hmm. Uh, Because it did like a real like... Uh, kind of grungy version of Seven Nation Army because this was back in the day when everyone was buck wild for Seven Nation Army. So it was yeah. just a lot of like, yeah, like all and over the place for the youngins on the podcast, which is according to our demographics, nobody. Yeah. Um, yeah, that <laughs> shit was everywhere. Oh my god, and uh. And I remember it had the scene of Bruce Willis firing out of the back of that El Camino? Mm-hmm. Yeah, great Black Keys album, El Camino. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I just, and the the cliffside katana fight, I remember all these things from the trailer, and then I remember seeing the movie hmm. and being very confused because it, it does have... A fair number of references to the first movie, which I, I know I have not seen. Well, we're at odds on our memories on this one, which really says something about us because I have, yeah, I remembered all the references to the first movie, hmm. um, like Duke and the fact that JGL, JGL, Joseph Gordon fucking Levitt was Cobra Commander in the first movie. Was he really? Yes. Holy shit. Okay. Maybe. Okay. I think I might have an explanation. It might be, Luke, that we have... You have seen the first one. I saw the second one. And then we invented that we saw one of them together. Aw. That's kind of sweet. It is. It's, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I am sorry to hear that your your watch was pretty despondent, though. Yeah, didn't want to spend the time with it. Although I will say, once it was booted up and I was in the in the soup, uh, it did go down fairly smooth. So that was that's all I have to report, Sam. Yeah. How was your watch? I was excited for this one. Mm. Um, I'm I was so excited to sit down and watch this one. And Luke, that's because um, I've been watching so much Sex in the City. So, mm. uh, folks. There was a bit last week. I was going to try to do it this week. I have too many opinions to fake a fucking Civil War era letter to Luke about Mm -hmm. Sex and the City. I just need to fucking talk about it. First, Luke, I want to invite you into the hell that has become my life. Okay. Because on the weekends, I watch Dwayne Johnson movies, which I'm going to come clean. I'm very tired of the man. Mm, Okay. Well, here's a new segment that we've never done in this one. Did you miss Dwayne this week? No! <laughs> Hollywood's highest paid actor. Yeah. Um, gotta admit, I'm kind of in that camp, too. Every time it comes... I think I'm just tired of spending an hour and 50 minutes, uh, roughly, every week watching the man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we are getting to that part of the season where he's just ever-present on my weekends. He's just this... 
every day I look at the, you know, you look at the like week long weather forecast and there's just this cloud on like Friday night, Saturday morning. Yeah. And it's, and it's got Dwayne Johnson's face on it. And, you know, there's an added thing with this season, which is that one, Dwayne Johnson is very online. Yeah. Two, all, all my friends now constantly send me Dwayne Johnson shit. Yes. Like people 3D printing Dwayne Johnson's face onto like a spider or shit with that fucking rap that he did that I almost regret including in uh, Twas the Night Before Rockmas. Mm-hmm. I just, it's nonstop. So, so that's the weekend. And then during the week, Luke, it's sex in the city every night. <laughs> the dedication, the principle of the matter. I'm impressed by your ability to stick with what is, I think, objectively an awful show, but maybe you'll correct me oh, on that. I will not. Um, I gotta tell you, man, it, it's gotten to the point where I'm in do, too deep and I have to continue watching the show. Mm. Uh, I, I made a pledge to literally no one. Yeah. And have, I've decided, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just churn through all of it. So, buckle up, Luke. I've got a lot of Sex in the City thoughts. All right. I am, I'm buckled. Okay. I'm, uh, to quote that Pat Oswalt bit, I don't know where to start or where to begin. Um, <laughs> because, okay, I'm, I'm going to start with like an overall, the show is terrible. Mm. It's, it's so fucking bad. And it has gotten to the point, Luke, where um, I fly into a rage when I hear the intro music. Mm. And so every watch now has become incredibly belligerent. I'm so, I'm so angry while we watch this show um, that I I yell at the TV constantly <laughs> while it's on, um, which f- somehow my wife tolerates. I apologize to her after every episode and then continue to do it. So I've become just a toxic individual in my home. Um, it's so it's this bizarre because it's supposed to be this very feminist show, right? Yeah, and this very like grand. These women only talk about how much they need men, and it is rancid. It's just horrible to be like, oh, yeah, powerful women, blah, blah, blah. And then one character is addicted to buying shoes, and then the rest of them only talk about men and how they need men to mm. feel whole. And it's just like, woof. Yeah. Um, as predicted, once Sarah Jessica Parker... Uh, became a producer and an executive producer. The show has really tanked. Um, Mattress Pikelet King can't write his way out of a fucking paper sack. I j- I'm so angry, so I'm going to give you a breakdown from each girl. Okay. Oh, I love this format. Because I, yeah. I think it's out in the gui- the, zeit- the guidezeist. Uh, the guidezeist. It's out in the guidezeist. Uh sort of who these gals are so i would love mm-hmm. sort of an update on the the travelogue with these gals yeah so uh i'm gonna i'm gonna go from best to worst i okay. think that's the best way to handle this so samantha rock steady she's probably the most feminist person in the show because she maintains she does not need a man she just loves to fuck and she does consistently and it's great and she's funny and i like her and I frankly can't think of anything she's done wrong except 
the episode where they in, uh, included trans people, and that was bad because mm. they were sex workers on the street outside of uh, Samantha's apartment, and uh, they were loud and black, and I don't think that was a coincidence, so also racist, and a lot of, lot of uncomfortable comments um, about trans people in that episode mm. Mm. Uh, that I'm just honestly not going to repeat. They're pretty pretty heinous, and I hated it. But otherwise, Samantha, great. She knows what she wants, and she gets it. She fucked a guy whose penis is the model for a very popular dildo, so that was pretty cool. Um, she's great. Uh, then I think the... The next best is Miranda. I have come around on Miranda Hobbs. Oh, that's... Hey, do you think she's related to Hobbs of Hobbs and Shaw? I... It would explain some things. Mmm. Because uh, she is a lawyer. And uh, I... Look, I don't remember in the last update if we had met Steve. Yeah, Steve we met Brady. Steve. We met yeah, Steve. So, so she did break it off with Steve, um, which was a little unfortunate because he is... Deeply charming. I like Steve a lot. That's the other problem with the show, by the way, is that they, the women are all kind of terrible and the men are all great. Uh, so so not not an excellent show in that, that regard because they portray, especially Steve, as just perfect. And the women all have flaws, as, you know, people do. But whatever. So Miranda's fine. She uh, has a cat. I like the cat. Uh, her, like nightly Chinese takeout order is mm-hmm. chicken with broccoli uh, with brown sauce brown rice and cold noodles um there was a weird episode where she pr- faked being a, a flight attendant so that she could get laid with Clark Gregg who was lying about being an ER doctor and um it was fine except she was doing this like weird sort of husky like Oh yeah, it's just it's me, Miranda Hobbs, and it was just odd. I don't know. I didn't yeah. get it. Whatever. So I'm going to talk about Charlotte now. I've yeah. got a lot more and, to say about Charlotte. And Sam, we're at uh, 13 minutes on this. So I'm going to need you to I, pick up the pace with these gals. But it's going to get slower from here. I'm very oh. sorry, but I have more to say. But we uh, aren't sh- a Sex in the City podcast. We're going to alienate we all of our viewers. We are now. <laughs> Okay. So, Sh- Charlotte uh, is fully delusional. I do th- still think she's a 13 going on 30 situation, and she did marry uh, Kyle McLaughlin. Oh, of, hey, of that's a Twin Peaks. That's a get right there, marrying old yeah. Dale Cooper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he plays uh, Trey McDougal, uh, a very successful surgeon who uh, can't get his dick up. Can't get his dick mm. up. Uh, and so, hey, that uh, explains some things because I know that Kyle McLaughlin on the street, people will be like, "You can't get it up, huh?" Oh, people do that to this man. People do that to legendary actor and great Aww. guy Kyle McLaughlin. <laughs> That's not very nice because it turns out he can't get it up. He just likes to jerk off to jugs, um, mm. and so Charlotte does catch him jerking off to jugs. And so, what does she do, Luke? She tapes photos of her face on all the women in jugs. So he is masturbating to her. Hmm. It's bizarre. 
She also tells him her fantasy because they went to a, a, a therapist and he was like, you should sit and lie next to each other and tell each other about your sexual fantasies. And dude, her sexual fantasy was buck fucking wild because it's like, I'm a fairy. A pirate comes upon me in the woods and like ravishes me and we fly up into the sky. And it's like, what the f- No, mm. what? Hard to deliver Are, on. Very, mm-hmm. very hard to deliver on. Very clearly a 13-year-old. Yeah. And then... And then the villain of the series is Carrie Bradshaw. I despise Carrie Bradshaw so much, much more than any fictional or real character I've ever come across in my life. Mm. So uh, I think I think last I spoke, she had broken it off with Big, uh, who is a Wang, and then she started dating John Corbett, uh, who uh, is playing Aiden, who I didn't like. McKenna likes him. My sister likes him. I don't like him, probably because I don't like uh, my big fat Greek wedding. So she dates him, but then she starts fucking big on the side, and all her friends are like, hey, maybe you should stop. And she's like, yeah, I feel really bad about it. And then she continues to do it. Hmm. And then she acts like she has no control over the situation. So she's like, I just can't stop. I don't know what to do. And it's like, stop cheating on your boyfriend with big a married man, I should add. Hmm. Uh, and she just keeps doing it, and she keeps smoking. That's Her personality is smoking and shoes, which is really cool and feminist, because uh, she just smokes like a fucking chimney, and it makes me angry. And she fucks big nonstop, which makes me angry. And then she tells uh, her boyfriend, who dumps her as well he should, and she doesn't apologize, which is weird. And then... Uh, she, she goes to therapy at one point, but doesn't like it, and then just uses it to fuck another guy who has a session before her, and then her response to any sort of, like, mental trouble or emotion is to just go buy shoes that she clearly can't afford. She goes to L.A. at one point and keeps screaming at a dog behind a fence that keeps barking and scaring the shit out of her, and the screaming really gets on my fucking nerves because it peeks out the mic. And it's just, it's really wretched because she keeps doing it. And I think she's paid by the number of times that she screams on the show. Just like I think Mattress Pikelet King is paid for the number of times he repeats a word in every episode. Because mm. there was one episode where the the word frenemy came up, I'm not joking, 20 times. And then another one where the word karma was repeated like 50 times. Mm. Matthew McConaughey shows up and has both a very realistic and deeply cringy scene with Sarah Jessica Parker that made me want to curl up and die. Also, um, can I tell you my favorite episode and then I'm done? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, we're, we've, it's some cost fallacy at this point, this entire endeavor. And yeah, we might as well. Yeah. So my favorite episode is Carrie Bradshaw's 35th birthday and she goes out to a nice restaurant to have like a nice birthday dinner with her friends and none of them show up. And she sits at the restaurant for a very long time at a very large empty table, just chugging water, hoping that someone will show up. They never do. She has to pay $75 for her own birthday cake. Then she leaves alone miserable she gets yelled at by a bunch of construction workers because she stepped into a construction site she drops the cake there and she goes back and she starts crying in the shower and i loved it (laughs) that goes beyond schadenfreude that's like that's next level uh enjoyment of someone's pain (laughs) 
<laughs> it was so beautiful. She was so miserable and lonely. Ah. Do you want to give the plot for 2013's G.I. Joe Retaliation? I guess, Look, man. I have no energy left. Yeah, I'm I'm really sorry. I will I will do what Gary Bradshaw can't, and I will apologize, okay? Mm-hmm. I know that was too much sex in the city for this podcast that is not about sex in the city, but one, I need a reprieve from Dwayne Johnson. I just need a yeah. break, even though the break is talking about another thing I don't enjoy consuming. <laughs> But it's just, I need to yell about these things into a void, and the void, I guess, is my microphone. Yeah, I just love that, as you pointed out, this is another property that you hate. It's not like we've suddenly <laughs> become Wonderful Pod, which is a great podcast, where we talk about things so that we enjoy. <laughs> yeah, this is just a 30-year-old man screaming into a microphone about things that make him mad. It's great audio. Please join our Patreon. Yeah, we have no <laughs> idea how to enjoy ourselves anymore at this point. We've become deeply broken. Okay, yeah. the plot for Cobra, excuse me, uh, G.I. Joe <laughs> Retaliation. <laughs> um, A lot happens in this movie, Sam. Mm-hmm. But to sum it up, this is a very, it's a sophomoric movie in that it is very tropey. And the trope is uh, the G.I. Joes are like SEAL Team 6, some sort of black ops regiment. Yes. um, That get blamed for the assassination of of, uh, some president. I've forgotten what country. The president of Pakistan. The president of Pakistan. uh, And so they do get blowed up by uh cobra and you're like what and that's because cobra have uh impersonated the president and stolen him and kept him Mm -hmm. hostage so the whole movie is them working to get their names cleared and to get back in the good graces of the united states government um Mm -hmm. i don't know there's a giant cliff fight between some ninjas there's uh they do find bruce willie and who is who is the eponymous joe Yes. Which is new information, I think, given the what the first movie had to offer. Um, yeah, he's the first G.I. Joe. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and then there's a big shootout at the end where they're they're trying to stop. So basically, Cobra's end goal is to... They, they trick everybody into firing their nuclear missiles and then destroying them midair, which... Isn't it great that every country on Earth in the football also has a button that says self-destruct? Because it is it is so convenient that like I guess all the the nuclear powers did agree. Okay, we're gonna have nukes, but we are gonna have an abort button just in case we get we get pissy and we launch them at each other and then yeah. we regret it. Yeah, and then uh, the reason is because Cobra has like seven satellites orbiting the Earth that are essentially massive rail guns. Mm-hmm. That will fire projectiles at the Earth that have the equivalent megaton blast of a nuke. Uh, so they do blow up London, which is extremely sad. I like London. Yeah, London was nice. Uh, yeah. But it's gone now. Yep. Uh, but they do stop them. Uh, Dwayne Johnson has a big fight with a guy named Firefly. Gets the football. The football for the satellites, that is. There's a lot of footballs. Yes. This one, uh, which, if you aren't from the States, uh, is the briefcase that has the nuclear launch codes and apparently mm-hmm. all the buttons to hit. To hit. 
Yes. Um, anyway, he does abort the satellites at the last second. They win. That's the plot, man. That's the plot. Yeah, and... Uh, okay, uh, what what did you think? I need to know how how you felt about it. So, Sam... Honestly, if I have mm-hmm. to, if I'm being honest with myself and you, mm-hmm. I didn't have the worst time with G.I. Joe Retaliation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is, it is firmly a romp. Yeah. It's rompous territory. There's some great moments in this. There in this are. Movie. And can I say it's got my favorite thing and that's two, two, two flicks in one. Oh, now talk to me about that one. Dude, there's just a ninja movie baked inside (laughs) this G.I. Joe movie. Yeah, that's what made the plot difficult this week, because there's Storm something. Um, Yeah, boy, I don't know anyone's names. Yeah, uh, they're all (laughs) named things like, so Dwayne The Rock Johnson is Roadblock, somebody else is like Hardtack. Flint, Flint. Duke. Yeah, so they've all got just badass names. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you're totally right. There's like a whole ninja subplot involved with it's the ninjas just, in this movie. It's a whole other movie. Yeah. Because there's like, it is legitimate. It has all the trappings of like a normal sort of like ninja, like martial arts movie that is completely removed mm-hmm. <laughs> from G.I. Joe. Like, they have a master who I think is blind. There's a history. There, There's a woman who does, like, shamanistic stuff and also just has very advanced medical technology on a mountaintop. Like, all of this exists, and then we just whoosh, go back over to yeah. the... Im- I call him the impostident? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, the imposter is among us. I like that. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's if that I tried really hard to f- figure out how to smash together imposter and president and yeah. so I just got imposted in. Yeah, it's pretty good. I don't think it's worth trying to rehash it. No, so, it's not. Yeah. Um but but yeah, you're totally right. And here's my I have a question about this movie. Or rather, uh-huh. a statement, which is, I don't understand how people get anywhere in this movie. Oh. No, not a clue. Cause like, they just show up. Yeah, literally. So they're in Pakistan, in the desert, Dwayne, mm-hmm. uh, the woman, and the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so maybe we should just make up names for them. Okay, I think I remember them. So it's, it's Dwayne, who is Roadblock. Flint and yeah. Lady J, I'm pretty Lady sure. Lady J, yes, that is correct. Okay. Thank you. So they're all in the desert, and then whip, next scene, they're in D.C., and they're all in different yeah. clothes for mm-hmm. some reason. Which, frankly, I appreciate. Yeah. Ain't no, ain't no faffing about in this movie with things like airplanes. I don't need to see them faking their way through customs or sitting on, like, a long-haul flight trying to, you know, pick which meal they want and coach. <laughs> like, I just need to see them in D.C. getting up to nasty business. Yeah, which you, fighting you, you, get, you get in this movie, for sure. And this extends to everybody. I mean, basically everybody just teleports to wherever they're needed. 
Yeah, like um, s- Snake Eyes. Yeah. Yeah, the unspeaking ninja with a uh, with a motorcycle helmet, and that's kind of his whole thing. Yeah, he just shows up in Germany and then immediately is no longer in Germany. Yeah. Which hey, you know who else was in Germany? Uh, <laughs> I, Walton fucking Goggins. Yes. Hey. I. Yes. I have a theory about okay. Walton Goggins. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think he is the unappreciated hero of the podcast. I. I mean, we both adore this man, right? And he keeps cropping up. Mm-hmm. He, he does keep cropping up. up. Yeah. It's like. It, it's like it's a side podcast to this podcast where we're watching every Walton Goggins movie. Yeah, Goggins cast. Yeah, Hanksy Panksy Goggin down. <laughs> Beer Goggins. <laughs> Beer Goggins. <laughs> I just, everything he does, I adore. I think it's because the man shows up. I mean, this is G.I. Joe retaliation people, and he's playing a government agent that's been in put in charge of of locking up uh super soldiers yeah the coolest weirdest prison on the planet yeah uh in which is not this is not shakespeare but the man shows up and sam he gives it his all he does he he does not put in half an effort and that's Mm-mm. why i i respect him so god damn much he is always doing every. Ooh, what you drinking over there, my man? I got some. I got some coffee. I made a nice Chemex this morning. Came mm. prepared. I got my camping cup. Trying nice, to trying nice. to get some nice Huga vibes going this morning. Ooh, hell yeah, yeah. We probably should clue people in. This is uh, a very early recording for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so I've been up for five hours already. So it's not an issue for me. But Luke. Uh, Luke needs a little bit more kickstarting. Yeah, I've been awake for about 40 minutes, so I did attach the car battery to my nipples this morning. Mm-hmm. Sort of get things jump-started. Yeah, get that uh, that IV injection of uh, Zoa Warrior energy drink. Mm-hmm. You know it, man. My blood <laughs> is now irradiated with the rock piss. Yes. Uh, okay, so I, I have a question. Okay. Um, and this is... This is an actual serious question because it is it is said to be true in the movie. Mm-hmm. Do countries end underground? Is there a depth at which your country stops? So, Sam, in all seriousness, I think yes. What? So, you're telling me that if I dug straight down into my yard long enough... Yeah. ...that I would... I would be outside the United States. Yes. Yes. But I think the <sighs> trick is, Sam, I think you have to dig deep enough that you've hit, like, basically the mantle of the earth, which I don't think anybody's done. I think the deepest hole ever dug is in Russia somewhere, and it's, like, a mile deep, which yeah, took an right. insane amount of effort and was a complete waste of time. Hey, that's what they do best, my man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you have to, to hit international waters, so to speak. I think you, because what you're referencing is that Walton Goggins, the, the prison to end all prisons, is in, like, mm-hmm. the deepest hole, and he says they're going out of jurisdictional uh, area yeah. because they're so deep. Yeah. 
Um, I do. I I just love that. Like he goes he goes through the the like pains of explaining how deep they are and how much work it takes to keep them that deep and like cool because mm-hmm. it he does explain that it is quite hot down there. Yeah. Uh, but they cool it to a crisp and comfortable sixty eight degrees, which feels honestly, Luke little colder than it needs to be yeah a little wasteful i would say yeah on the if energy sh- front if you're trying to shave a few dollars off your energy bill feels like maybe you would go for like 75 yeah 75 80? yeah 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 um, yeah yeah i think 80 if you're being really frugal but he does this and he's like so we're in international waters so anything goes and wink wink <laughs> And so you think, like, oh, they're going to torture the shit out of these people. They're going to do some, like, rank-ass CIA black site stuff. No, they just make you sleep. Yeah. They just put you in a big tank and make you sleep. They put you in REM sleep. So you go dream dream. Mm -hmm. And that's prison. (laughs) And I love this. I love this idea. I think that's maybe what prison should be, is you go dream dream. Yeah. Forever. Well... Not forever, well, not, until not, the end yeah, of your not sentence. Just, yeah, because there's no... I, it's not any worse than what we do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so you you go into a uh, what looks to be a Bacta tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, Appreciate the go, reference. You're welcome. And you go Dream Dream. Yeah, I, I love this. Um, speaking of Star Wars, uh, mm-hmm. I did want to point out that uh, Ray Park... Who played Darth Maul plays uh-huh. Snake Eyes, and God bless oh. him. I love the man. It's it's just amazing to have fucking Darth Maul on set, and he's the one who doesn't talk, right? Yeah, this one. Yeah, nor do we see his face. So sort of wasting Ray Park here. Well, but, a little. I yeah. mean, we get Ray Park's very good uh, uh, stunts. Yeah, he does do all his own stunts because the man's a fucking pro. So and one hell of a nod, let me tell you. The guy's got a just a championship <laughs> nod. <laughs> yeah, he agrees to things like you've never seen before, oh folks. Oh my god! You know he says so much with so little movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, do you remember when Congress passed that law that said the president could only get recommendations from his cabinet and generals in three words or less? <laughs> <laughs> referencing an amazing scene when the president <laughs> says i need recommendations and the answers are essentially monosyllabic they're like yes what should we do uh wait or uh attack go yeah <laughs> it's like go in now or wait and see and so i i thought you know when congress passed it i was like uh, this seems like a problem, you know? Yeah. We were all very worried that this was going to remove a lot of nuance from mm-hmm. sort of presidential policy, right? Yeah. And I think it's made it better. Yeah. I got to tell you, it's helped out a lot. Like um, when Biden recently announced the uh, make no poor plan. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Make no poor. That that was the, the plan. Now, there is no explanation of what that entails, uh, which is concerning to me. 
a voting citizen. Yeah, the make no poor plan or the the yeah. three words or less. The make no poor plan because yeah. again it, he used up all three words, so he mm, can't yeah can't really lay out what what it doing it because it could be sort of a genocidal thing which would be bad that would be horrible yeah i mm-hmm. mean this is these are the repercussions of american life in 2022 sam is that we can only use three words or less for important things yeah yeah like uh gun shoot bad mm, gun shoot bad see gun gun shoot bad it's it's removed all the nuance, all the shades of gray from whatever mm-hmm. it's trying to achieve. And that is what we need in this country. No nuance, no middle ground, just extreme polarization. Yeah, like just recently, I know they proposed a bill called Space Laser Question. <laughs> and that was it. And I don't know what that's supposed to be. I, that's my fate. I voted based on Space Laser Question. <laughs> Who is in favor of Space Laser Question? Me! I love Space Laser Question. What's the question? Oh! Mm, what's a space laser? It's not defined. Or, uh, make Nazi go? Mm. Sure! Yeah, man. Depending. <laughs> make Nazi go fast? No, thank you. Yeah, make Nazi go away? Good. Yeah, very good. Yeah. yeah, it's confusing, but again, these are these are the challenges we live with mm-hmm. here in 2022 America. Yeah, you know, uh, folks outside this country looking at you, uh, our genuinely astonishing number of Irish listeners, mm-hmm. you should you should really <laughs> advocate for this uh, back in Ireland. Yeah, because I gotta tell you. Um, like the recent plan planes move cheap pretty good mm-hmm. pretty good planes move cheap um <laughs> or or medicine go in i like that one too that one's pretty uh, good weed good now that one's pretty good weed good now is great um it there were some pitfalls yeah like um sometimes letters count as words so there was a policy that was just pcp (laughs) (laughs) and i i don't know where the biden administration is going on that one i assume it's pcp bad one would hope but maybe this is the pcp presidency yeah, maybe Biden loves that angel dust. <laughs> he just can't get enough of <laughs> dipping cigarettes and PCP and smoking them. Hey, quick note, Carrie Bradshaw is not registered to vote, and it made me angry. Anyway. Ew, um, that's disgusting. So, uh, so, yeah, I really, really like that new policy. I think it works really well. Yeah, I um, think so, too. Hey, can I describe the first 10 minutes of this movie to you? I wish you would. Okay. So first 10 minutes in the movie is extracting a North Korean defector. Mm-hmm. Extracting a North Korean defector. That's the first five minutes. Yeah. Uh, getting Pakistani nukes. That's like mm-hmm. another three minutes. And then yeah. shooting a cupcake. Shooting cupcake. Yep. Shooting cupcake. Another A. Another great policy to come out of the Biden administration. <laughs> Even one word short, because I, I believe cupcake is one word. 
Yeah, so, it is. So yeah. they they went smaller on this one. Yeah, um, to save paper, which you got to commend them for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, uh, just a buck wild first ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, and frankly, gives you everything you need to know about what the rest of the movie's gonna be like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Duke and 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 Roadblock just trying mm-hmm. to shoot the candle off a cupcake at five hundred yards or whatever. Pretty which, good. I think Roadblock cheated. Roadblock. Now you would know what kind of gun it was that Roadblock used, but it's a big old gun. It was a fifty caliber machine gun that should be like heavy machine gun that should be mounted (laughs) (laughs) these things are usually mounted on like a humvee yeah okay the recoil from this would despite how allegedly strong dwayne johnson is um would tear his arms right off yeah and he does use it to shoot a cupcake which just seems like inappropriate use of military hardware it does. It does. We also have, uh, for like one scene and one scene only, bullets with cameras that you can steer. And yes, yes, I yes, was yes. Sad they didn't stick around longer because it yeah. was so fucking cool. I mean, this movie is all about the gadgets for one-time use. Because there's another scene where somebody is riding. I think it's Snake Eyes is riding a motorcycle that the all the bits of it can break apart and turn into rockets that explode. Yes. Which I put the, in my notes is the equivalent of like having a loaded cocked revolver pointed right at your dick in your waistband. Cuz <laughs> mm-hmm. like what if bike explode? <laughs> well, uh and I yes, it was such a great gadget. But it was piloted by Firefly, not Snake Eyes. Oh, the man with an accent that wanders more than, uh, than, I, uh, than, uh, who's the Apple guy? Johnny Appleseed. Got yeah, it. Yeah, I need to talk about this man's accent. Because yeah. <laughs> what was it? So the man himself is English, the actor. It's, it sounded like an English person moved to Louisiana and has lived there for like five 15 years yeah has started to pick it up but like can't really commit to either one yeah it's stuck between foghorn leghorn and uh (laughs) colin firth for sure (laughs) it's so good yeah um hey sam i've got a couple of quick fire questions and we're we're getting up on some time here do you want to just lightning round some things Yes, please. Okay. What do you think The Rock would be studying with the GI Bill? <sighs> um, kinesiology. Oh! Now that's yeah. interesting. Okay. Yeah. Rock need know how body work. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a guy that needs to know how the body works. Yeah. He need know. Yeah. Uh, another great bill. Uh, from the Biden administration. <laughs> Confusing, but I think good. I think good, yeah. Uh, Luke, what does it mean to cyberblast an encoded beacon? Uh, I think it's a sex thing. 
Ooh, okay. <laughs> G.I. Joe getting sexy. Yeah, late at night, you're going to cyberblast an encoded beacon, if you know what I oh, mean. Oh, yeah, cyberblast me, Luke. Cyberblast me good and hard. I think it's when you, you use a condom to pleasure yourself while in <laughs> VR. <laughs> that was upsetting that was genuinely upsetting to hear yeah um hey i calls it like i sees it and you know i appreciate it uh what else you got oh shit sorry i was about to drink some coffee uh yeah. let me check let me check i can't hold my breath how long can you hold your breath because they hold their breath underwater to avoid being shot for like for for a very long time for a very long time um, this is going to be audio poison, but let's see. <gasps> oh, I'm out. I'm out. Oh, Sam's still going. See, this is the fortitude that you need. He's pumping his fist in the air, which is using valuable oxygen. That's a, that's a mistake. If I was mean, I'd try to make you laugh right now. But I think... Oh, he's almost done, folks. Nope, he's going for it. <laughs> he's going for gold. Yep. Still still going. Man. The respiratory fortitude on this man. If you pass out, remember that we don't have bennies with this job. And that's like super bad for you. I'm holy shit, Sam. Oh. <laughs> you look like the face is like a man who just lost lost out to the last slice of ham at the deli. <laughs> Over a minute. Yeah, if it if it were audio <laughs> audio poison, I would clap for you right now, sir. Oh. That was inspirational. <coughs> oh god. <laughs> oh. oh my lungs. Woo Yeah. Hey, is Cover Commander a devout Hellenic pagan? Okay. <laughs> Cause he named the thing Zeus? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think he's... These <laughs> he people supposedly like... exist, so... <laughs> Sorry, we're going to be up and puffing for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he seems like a guy who just very into uh, the sort of Hellenic uh, group because he's very into Zeus. I think he also has, like, uh, Dionysian uh, gatherings where they just get so fucking into it, man. Yeah, they just it's get just, sauced and get sloppy with it, huh? It's a wine-soaked orgy, yeah. and he's right at the center of it. Helmet on, nothing else. Get out of my skull. I was about to say that the <laughs> helmet stays on for all of this. Just, it has to. Just daffy ducking it, uh, but only from the head down. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, I got one more question for you. Uh-huh. Do you think Bruce Willie is on the board of the NRA? Because this man has a lot of guns. <laughs> Let me get out of my head, because I called that the NRA dream home. 
every available surface. He's like, look under the couch. There's guns. Look behind my cabinets in the kitchen. There's guns. Then he has a right fucking... behind the spice rack. Guns. He's got a tank in the garage. <laughs> tank in the garage. Yeah. That's so inconvenient. He's got to park his fucking El Camino outside. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One more. What else you got for me, Sam? Do fish know they're in water? Hmm. Hmm. Referencing a challenging statement made by Storm Shadow, I believe is his name. I think. Um, that uh, you you become so lost in your own hate that you you're like a fish who doesn't realize he's in water. Um, I think I think fish don't until they're out of water, and then fish very much realize that they're mm. not in water. And then they're like, "Holy shit! I was in some stuff for my whole life, and I need to be back." Yeah, pronto. Please, please put me back in the wet stuff. Yeah, pretty sure. Well, cool, cool, cool. Um, well, look, here's the thing. Yeah. Um, I uh just in the course of sort of recording this podcast mm-hmm. uh, over over these uh, months and years. I have actually launched seven satellites oh. into space uh, <laughs> that are just weapons of mass destruction, and I uh, it's not really publicized, but I did get all the nuclear powers to dispose of their nuclear weapons, and so I have held the whole planet hostage. Yeah. Space um, laser question mark. Space laser question. Um, and so... Uh, they have paid me quite a bit of money to yeah. not blow up their major cities. I think we should use that to buy some rock stocks. Yeah, let's go get some rock stocks. Let's get them. Sam, mm-hmm. the, the people in this movie have batshit names. They do. They yeah, do. they're very G.I. Joe. So, Sam, what I want to propose real quick is that we give ourselves some call signs just in case we're ever deployed into the field and we need them Ooh, yeah i like that i like that so we want them to be sort of emblematic of kind of who we are as a person right i think so because like well i don't know because fireflies on the nose because he's got little nanobots that run around exploding Mm -hmm. their little fireflies and then roadblock is a little bit more challenging He's a big boy, though. He is a big boy. It's yeah, that's that's for sure. Yeah. And then, and then Duke is in charge until he is unceremoniously killed. Yeah, which hey was expecting him to come back from the grave at some point, but he did not. Nope. 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 I assume Channing Tatum asked for too much money, <laughs> so they paid him a day rate, and mm-hmm. he got the fuck out. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they should be, they should encapsulate whatever we're about. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you want me to go first? Yes. I think if you would, if you would go first. Yeah. I'm coward. <laughs> the worst I am legend remake ever. <laughs> okay. So, what does coward do in the field? Run <laughs> away, away. <laughs> not not a whole lot, my man. I I, I kind of sit in a corner and shit. Yeah. Um. Just 
you know, I like maybe use some binoculars and like tell people where the bad guys are. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I fired a gun. I yeah, don't, I don't think that's my place. They're too loud and they scare me. Yeah, that's completely fair. Okay. All right. Well, coward, I will refer <laughs> to you by your call sign uh, from from Wait. here on. I fucked up. <laughs> I fucked up because <laughs> I gotta tell you, it does not. It does not feel great. <laughs> <laughs> but it might be accurate. Yes. So who are you? Mine's a bit of a thinker. Okay. And it is filibuster. Filibuster. Yeah. Filibuster. Huh. Because I hold okay. shit up and then I blow it up. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I guess my other guess was going to be that you blow up only people named Phil. <laughs> Both. I mean, I... Excellent. Yeah, I mean, for everybody else, like, if there's a tank coming at me, I will stop them and ask for directions and start reading mm-hmm. books at them and just sort of hold them up in polite conversation. But if there's a guy named Phil somewhere, oh, he's going to get it. He fucked. He yeah. fucked. Yeah, big yeah. time. Uh, and I assume, like, do you have a partner uh, or, like, a counterpart, Philip Buston? <laughs> I think so. I think we're a duo, like Batman and Robin. Uh, mm, excellent, excellent, excellent. Yeah. But that's who I, I am, I think. Phil a filibuster. Yeah, filibuster and filibuster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, uh, great podcast brought to you by filibuster and coward. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, you sort of whiffed it on that one. Yeah, I had a backup, but I'll live with coward. Yeah. Um, you will definitely live with coward. That's the whole <laughs> point. <laughs> uh, Luke, I think it's time mm-hmm. that we return mm. to, the, to the Toyverse. What? Now, you're going to have yeah. to explain this one to me. Okay, here's the thing, Luke. These are G.I. Joe's. Uh, and G.I. Joe's are, of course, a Hasbro-produced action figure. Yes. I think, and this is this is kind of the only thing I have, is I think this is what it is like to be a toy and to be played with. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, Cause, yes. Because, see, we do get a glimmer of it in Toy Story. Yeah. Where uh, they're being played with, and there's that like whole heist and mm-hmm. with the train and whatnot, and it looks like a Western and all that shit. And I think that was just stylized, but I think certain toys, especially if they're like made to be more realistic, yeah, this is how they experience being played with. And it would explain a lot, because that would explain stuff like, just imagine a child with the G.I. Joes, mm-hmm. and they're like, all right, you're in a desert. Wow, pew, pew, pew. And then now you're in D.C. Yes. Now you're yes, talking to yes, politicians. Yes. Yeah, that would explain yeah. all the crazy jumps. And then I blew up London. <laughs> and like th- throwing around shit. And it, it works perfect. Oh, my fuck. Yeah. Sex in the city is what it's like to play Barbies if you're Barbie. Oh, no. Ah, oh, shit. Oh, this took a dark turn. 
But yeah, I mean, sure. So who's playing with the G.I. Joes? Hmm. I mean, one's inclined to say God. Uh, Mm. But I think I think more specifically, whoever's playing with them is the deity of this toy universe. So, yeah. Now, Luke, I am distressed by your first suggestion because that would imply that we are all God's action figures. Yeah, it's some real Berkeleyan philosophy right there. Mm-hmm. Um, that is uh, real bubber and kind of at odds with sort of my opinions about the big fella. But we're not gonna <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna get into that. Um, <laughs> what if we did? <laughs> This podcast takes a hard turn into... Yeah, Hanksy Panksy Rock Bottom, a theological podcast. A theological podcast, yeah. <laughs> um, I got. I hate I hate to tell you this, man, but I think it's Lil Ben Shapiro. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Are we talking the Ben Shapiro that we know and hate, or uh, who is, in fact, quite small and short and diminutive... Mm-hmm. Uh, or Little Ben Shapiro from Fat Man. I would argue, is there a difference? Is there a difference, Sam? <laughs> there is not. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's some crazy hard right stuff. Like, okay, the president's yes. an imposter. We're going to get everybody into one big room. They're all going to launch their nukes, and they're going to mm-hmm. explode, and then there's going to be this thing called Zeus. Yes, and the woman is overly sexualized yes. and not really a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's little bit Shapiro. God I damn think it. so. I think, regrettably, that is the answer. Yeah, and of course, the hero of the movie is a guy who lives in the NRA dream home. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. God damn it. God damn it, little Ben Shapiro. Does yeah. that mean Does that mean we're going to get a third movie when he plays with his action figures again and we go into their f- sort of hellish right-wing nightmare vision? G.I. <laughs> Joe Oath Keepers edition. Oh, G.I. Joe Proud Boys. <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah. G.I. Joe Stop the Steal. Hmm. 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 Yeah. That that would be rough. That would be... What a power move on Hasbro's part, though. <laughs> to just come out strong and proud on the hard right. Fucking Hasbro. Hasbro, we're actually Nazis. Yeah, it turns out. <laughs> Please don't sue us, Hasbro. We don't actually think you're Nazis. Unless you release G.I. Joe Stop the Steal. Yeah. Then we would have some thoughts. Yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, you got any other ideas for, for the Toyverse on this one? Or are we just going to leave it at Toy's experience being played with as the real world? I think you hit it on the head because there's also just some crazy stuff like the rock in his tank, his like rickshaw tank. Yes. Takes out a bunch of like bigger tanks. Mm-hmm. And he's is, got infinite missiles. Yeah. Infinite missiles. Uh, there's a ninja. I mean, the whole ninja subplot. It's just like somebody yes. introduced a bunch of ninja toys and Lil Ben exactly. Shapiro's like, and then they're going to fight on a mountain and then they're in exactly. DC. And then, uh, and then we get the punch gun fight. Yeah, where it's 
Dwayne and the guy with the wandering accent mm-hmm. uh, just hitting each other and also firing guns right next to each other's ears. Yes. Which seems like they would sort of debilitate each other pretty quickly, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I did forget to mention the gunfight, which I wrote in my... Like, literally, (laughs) it's a gunfight. Yes. (laughs) And it also makes sense that the final scene of the movie is an award ceremony where at the very end, The Rock just fires a loaded pistol into the air. For no reason. (laughs) No reason. He just goes, thank you. Blam! Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, I yep. think I think this is the Toyverse. I think you you nailed it on the head. I'm so impressed. This is some some galaxy brain thinking. <sighs> well, th- well, thank you, filibuster. Yeah. Um, Coward. I think. <laughs> God. <laughs> I fucked up. Uh, <laughs> I think it's time for us to look to next week. Though. All right, let's let's turn our steely gaze towards the next wonderful movie we'll have to consume. And uh, next week, we will be watching 2013's Empire State. Hmm. Empire State. So, uh, have you seen Empire State? I have not. Okay. Um, I have not either. So, what do you think Empire State's about? So, I think Empire State, obviously, it's about New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson running a series of extremely successful delis, Ooh. looking to expand sort of subway style into every conceivable market in the United States and abroad. And Ooh, nice! It's, it's sort of like that movie about McDonald's that I don't remember the name of. Uh, uh, the founder. The founder. Yes. So Jesus. it gets it gets a little gritty at times. Mm, but okay. at the core, it's really about slinging meats, making sandwiches. Uh, yeah. I does th- he does he sling meat in more ways than one? Oh, you know he does. Because as we've Good. proven on this podcast, The Rock, down to fuck. Yes. So I hope this is the one where we finally see that dinger. Yeah. Or even just that, that plump backside. I'd take, mm, I'd take a full, full backwards nudity, too. Yeah, I want to see those nice, uh, freshly baked buns, Dwayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, what do uh, you think Empire State's about? I So, sorry, I am just enthralled <clears throat> by, by your concept, because, I mean, we could have some real cool shit, like either him framing Jared Fogel for being a pedophile, or him just capitalizing on Jared Fogel's pedophilia scandal. Mm-hmm. I mean... There's some stuff there that can get real gritty, but I think Empire State is a movie in which Dwayne Johnson plays the Dutch founder of New York. <laughs> so we yes. get some, some good accent work of Dwayne Johnson going like, Hello, this is New York. We are in New York now, yeah. and uh, I am a little Dutch boy, yes? <laughs> I think that's what the Dutch sound like, I don't know. Um, can I can I tweak it a little bit, please? What if it was like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer, where it's this Ooh. extremely over the top, where he's like fighting the British or something oh, yeah. the entire time, and it's like gratuitously violent and way over the top. Oh, and the British are werewolves. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Done. 
Done. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, so I, can he still be Dutch, though? Oh, yeah, man. That's the core of his identity in this movie. <laughs> He's like, time to meet your maker. I will kill you now. <laughs> I, what the fuck do Dutch people sound like? Uh, I mean, I think you're nailing it. We'll, we'll get okay. some angry emails from some Dutch people. Yeah, but. you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> I, don't don't at me. Uh, well, cool. Um, honestly, yours is way better than mine, and I really want to watch this gritty sandwich, uh, <laughs> Empire State. I think at some uh, point in the movie, he's gonna say something about it's about the sandwiches. Fuck yes, mm-hmm. God. All right, well, folks. Until then. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy. You can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod. And you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Hanksy Panksy. Uh, we recently uh, lowered our prices. So you can join for just $1. Uh, and, uh, you know, go over there. Uh, we do we do special movies every month. Uh, every once in a while we kind of get a bug up our ass and we do something special. So, uh, so yeah, uh, go over there, check us out. Also, please share us with a friend. Really helps us out. And write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Luke, mm-hmm. this one's rich with them. Do you have a final quote for me? I do, and it is, hoo-ah! 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 Excellent. Hoo-ah! Uh, I fucking love it. Well, folks, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy Rock Bottom. We'll be back next week with 2013's Empire State. To depart the kimono a little bit, um... So this kid's very into Jules Verne novels and takes all of them extremely literally, which mm-hmm. is not an obvious step to take. No. So I did <laughs> no, <it is> not. <laughs> I did write in my notes, is this kid a biblical literalist? And I think the answer is a resounding yes. Yes. I think since he's obviously taking whatever books are chucked at him as literal, uh, he's clearly a biblical literalist. It was really challenging for him when he first read Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Because I bet he was like, where is it? Where's the factory? Yeah. I want the golden ticket. How do I get a ticket? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, James and the Giant Peach was even more difficult for him to sort of. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Those Roald Dahl books, you know, he hated Jews and he's creating a very challenging childhood for Sean. (laughs) Um. So I think it plays into this movie because a subplot in all of this is him trying to find evidence, possibly on the moon, for the 6,000-year life cycle of the Earth and evidence yes. against uh, the yes. idea that there were dinosaurs, that, uh, or rather he's trying to find evidence that dinosaurs walked the Earth with man um, <laughs> and that fossils were planted by the devil to mislead us. Uh, yeah. I fucking love this. This is going to be... Honestly, I'll tell you, I I love the plot of the movie. It does sound like I am going to hate it because it sounds like there's going to be a lot of cruft. Yeah. I'll be perfectly honest. <laughs> <laughs> sort of going the opposite direction of Journey to the Mysterious <laughs> Island by having a lot of extra stuff. Well, here's, I, he, I, yeah. here's the deal, Sam. Here's how it's going to mm-hmm. work. We're going to keep the same pace. So the first 10 minutes of the movie, oh they're they're on the moon. And then okay. it's Alan Alda just sort of boringly explaining things. 
But we're going <laughs> to intersperse this with one, the legally blind style uh, cutaway shots, and mm-hmm. two, flashbacks of them doing various things to prepare for this mission. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, can we have the rock sing in this one too? Mm hmm. Yeah, I think he's the first man to play a ukulele on the moon. Yeah, and I would love him to do so. In, so in Journey Two, the Mysterious Island, he does do a uh, "What a Wonderful World" cover. Yeah, and I think in this one he should do a Space Oddity cover. Oh yeah, get some Bowie up in here. Yeah. I would love just an acoustic ukulele space oddity from from Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. From the fake muscled man himself mm-hmm. uh, delivering a space oddity. Uh, yeah, dude. I think we spend probably, I mean, we could probably allot 20, 30 minutes to that, I yeah. would think. Yeah. Now, I have an important question about the plot, and this is really going to determine the marketing. Okay. Does Sean find evidence of of biblical literalism on the moon? You know he does. Okay, so I think we go kind of the God's Not Dead route. Yes. And and kind of work with those folks. Yeah. And yeah. I want this thing marketed across the Bible belt. I want people showing up in masses. Oh, yeah. To see this very Christian movie mm-hmm. uh, about how the world is 6,000 years old. And T-Rexes were walking around with human beings. It is going to be sort of a challenging sell due to all the, I assume, socialist messages that we're going to have in there, considering that Elon Musk is going to be played by noted asshole Martin (laughs) (laughs) Shkreli. And that Alan Alda as Jeff Bezos is going to wax poetic about crushing unions and hating workers. Mm Mm-hmm. I think all that dovetails pretty nicely into a uh, extreme right sort of perspective on the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, round peg, round hole. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, shit, I think we've got a winner of a flick. I think we've got something. <laughs> we- <laughs> Yeah, I think I'll, you know, we can work up a treatment of this in probably a couple yeah. of weeks. I think it'll be, yeah, it'll be something. It will. Um, well, Luke, I do think it's time to leave Journey to the Mysterious Island behind us. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think we should probably look forward to next week. Okay. Uh, where we will be watching. Uh, let me find it. 2013's Snitch. Hmm. Uh, so what do you think Snitch is? Actually, have you seen it? I have not seen Snitch. Okay. What do you think it's about? So I think Snitch, for once, well, not for once, it's pretty much his wheelhouse at this point. I think it's a family mm-hmm. movie made by Disney. Okay. In which Dwayne Johnson is in witness protection because he is mm. a confidant of the, the police or the DA's office or whatever. Um, and so he's in witness protection down in, uh, Palm Springs, Florida Mm -hmm. and, uh, goofs ensue as he tries to maintain his identity and then maybe falls in love with somebody, uh, probably acts as a stepdad again for some kiddos because that seems to be all Dwayne Johnson's acting career is about. 
Yeah, um, loves being a stepdad. Loves being a stepdad. Uh, yeah, so I think we're going to get a lot of shots of him, like, in some uh, some tan chinos, like, grilling and Ooh, yeah. learning to jet ski and falling off a whole lot. Uh, just that sort of a vibe to this one. Hmm. Yeah. I th- I think that could be really good. Yeah, I think genuinely think that's a pretty solid movie and someone should make that. <laughs> it's pretty goddamn good. Yeah. Now, uh, what do you, uh, what are you thinking Snitch is going to be about? So, I think Snitch is actually um a failed entry in the Harry Potter universe oh. where they tried they tried to graft the movie Hitch <laughs> into the wizarding world. Yeah, get out of my fucking skull cuz that was my <laughs> backup answer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and uh Dwayne does play the titular snitch, uh a wizard dating expert. Mm. Yes. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, I, yes, yes. They try they bring back all our favorite characters, but the problem is the original actors did not sign on for this one because they smelled the <laughs> the failure of mile away. And so we just get like a Daniel Radcliffe lookalike yeah. and Emma Watson lookalike. And the guy who plays Ron doesn't even, he just has red hair. Doesn't even look like Rupert Grint. He yeah. just has red hair. I don't think um, that uh, they got the rights to the Harry Potter universe either. So you've got like <laughs> Henry Popper and yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And they're going to uh, uh, pig zits. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows pig zits. What house are you at? Pig zits. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to pig zits, school of uh, witchery and warlocks. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. This movie just keeps getting better and better the more we talk about it. Yeah, I actually really want to see... You Do you know how fucking cool it would be to see Dwayne Johnson in the Harry Potter universe? Oh, man, I would cream my jeans. Are you kidding me? God, that'd be cool. Yeah. He could have played Hagrid, I bet. Mm, yeah, would have been about the same, I feel like. Those yeah. two guys, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. would have been roughly the same. Yeah, I mean, we've seen his ability to grow facial hair, and there are literally zero problems with it. Yep, none that I can think of. None. Well, uh, I I genuinely hope you're correct on this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to watch your movie so bad. Yeah. But uh, but folks, until then, you can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy. You can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod, and you can find us on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash Hanksy Panksy. Go over there; we've got some cool stuff up there. Uh, we'll be putting the vote up. Um, for the movie that we'll be watching for February, uh, that actually that should be up now by the time you're hearing this. So uh, go over there, chuck us some money, vote on a movie, and we'll watch it. Uh, and write us a review; really helps us out. Share us with a friend, and also want to give a shout out to Tuck and Daniel. You're both great. Balls are huge. A lot of pubic hair. Um, <laughs> Luke. Do you have a final quote? I do. And it's a new read on a final quote. So this wasn't how it was said originally. Ooh, I love these. Yeah, but it is. Do you know what I did in the Navy, Sean? (laughs) (laughs) 
listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy Rock Bottom. We'll be back next week with 2013's Snitch. <laughs>